Hey friends, we hope this message from C3 Fort Worth helps you see Jesus like never before. And if you're in or around Fort Worth, we'd love to meet you on a Sunday or at one of our weekly dinner parties. Hey C3 fam, uh, so good to be with you and, and uh, commend you for uh, sitting down, throwing this on and, and really engaging and making, doing your best to be intentional about your spirit, your heart, your mind. Uh, as you walk through uh, some challenging times, we're all in this thing together. And, and uh, I don't think any of us have ever lived through moments like this before. Uh, and, and there may be some comparisons drawn, but the reality is this is a, a very u- new, unique thing for many of us on, on a variety of levels. And so I want you to know that we are with you, that, that we're, we're doing everything we can to make sure that we're staying connected, that we're staying encouraged, um, that in the midst of all that is going on, that Jesus stays at the forefront. You know, we, we always say this, our hope and our desire is that people would see Jesus like never before. That people would see Jesus like never before. And what a moment, like right now, to help people see Jesus like never before. It is such an important moment for us to continue to put people in front of Jesus. Right, the, 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 like the authors of Hebrews, the author of Hebrews says that we would that we would set our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the beginning and end of everything we believe. Is that Jesus came, lived, died, rose, and is still uh, he is still alive and he's still ruling. And and so many of us, this is the moment for us to make sure that our eyes are looking on Jesus, that we have set our eyes upon. Him And that's the thing that is, is going to overcome all the situations and scenarios we might find ourselves in. So I don't want anyone here to, to think that you're alone, that you're by yourself, um, that you're doing this by yourself. Please, please, please reach out to us. Please don't try to do this alone. Reach out to your dinner party leader. Reach out to your team lead if you're serving on a team. Uh, let's do our best to stay connected uh, in, in these very unique and challenging uh, moments in our life. And I want to read a scripture to you. We, we've been in this idea of patterns all year. What does that mean? Well, uh, the patterns of Jesus. What does it mean to look like, we're, to, to look at Jesus and to begin to live the life he lived so that we could have the posture he had and inhabit places like he did? Uh, so no matter where he went, he was Jesus, right? No matter where he went. And, and far too many of us, depending on the place we are, the circumstance we're in, kind of shift or change. And we, we want to be like Christ. We want to have this pattern of life, this pattern of prayer, this pattern of rest, this pattern uh, of, of table, the temple, this pattern of withdrawal and return. And now even now we're in this conversation around pattern of death and resurrection. And it couldn't be more timely, I, I think, right now than to talk about what it is to, to, to understand the, the, the power of the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Christ. And don't ever forget that our, our goal at the beginning of the year was to see Jesus in you and in me and in us. This is that moment. This is the moment where we get to help people see Jesus in his church, in his bride, coming together, meeting needs, serving people, loving one another, and lifting people's heads to Jesus. And so I want to encourage you just for a few moments, and then maybe as we end today, maybe you take some time uh, with your family, your friends, jump on the phone, uh, and maybe just talk through, hey, this is what God's working on with me. This is what God's speaking to my heart. This is what the Holy Spirit is doing in my life right now. And uh, maybe let's continue this conversation. But I want to read to you out of John chapter 11. I'm not going to read the whole story, but there's an interesting conversation that happens between Jesus 
and Martha, the sister of Lazarus. And if you do or do not know the story, let me just get you a little caught up. Jesus was doing some ministry in, an, in another city, and uh, it was going to take a couple days to get to Lazarus. Lazarus uh, had died. Mary and Martha are, are upset. Jesus was very close to Lazarus. So Jesus is on his way uh, to see Mary and Martha, and, uh, and really on the way there is when Lazarus dies. He had been very sick, and, and on the way there is when Lazarus dies. And so Jesus is arriving, and, and Mary and Martha are, are frustrated. Obviously, they're, they're hurt. They, uh, they, they're in pain. They're, uh, they're struggling with what this looks like, why it had to happen. All the things that you and I, this is, this is, these are real people going through real things. And then a real Jesus shows up. And Mary and Martha, maybe uh, expectedly, are a bit upset with Jesus, right? They, they're wondering why you didn't show up sooner. Like, why didn't you show up and heal Lazarus when you could have healed Lazarus? We know you can. We've seen you do it. So why not? Why not get here a day earlier and, and, and fix this? And Jesus and Martha have this interesting exchange. And I wonder if you and I are having this kind of exchange with Jesus right now. I wonder if you and I are having this kind of interaction with Jesus right now in our own private thoughts or as we pray with friends and family. And this is what happens. Martha said to Jesus in verse 21, Lord, if you had been here, come on, how many of you have actually said that over the last several days or weeks? If you had been here, I don't know if you feel this way. Maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe your faith is just so rock solid right now. But for, for many of us, we're, we're asking that question, if, Lord, if you'd just shown up. I think it's okay that you ask these questions. The psalmist does it over and over and over again. How long are you going to keep me in this place? How long? When are you going to? Hey, there's, a, there's an understanding in the Bible that as humans, we don't always understand the bigness of God and what he's up to and what he's doing. That's not what we're going to talk about today, but understand, I don't, I don't want you to feel bad or guilty or, or somehow condemned if in this moment you're going, if, if God, if you would just show up, if you would just show up in this moment right now, it's like you would just do a thing. I believe he can, and I'm, we're praying that way as a church. God, do what only you can do. Supernatural solutions, push back on death, push back on sickness, bring heaven to earth, continue to pray those prayers, and yet in the midst of it, you can look at God and go, could you just show up? So Martha says to Jesus, if, you had, if you'd just been here, then my brother wouldn't have died. And even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. That's a, it's quite a, a shift, right? To on one hand be showing frustration with the Lord and yet on the other hand going, but God, I, I trust you. You can do something more. Jesus, you can do something more than even I understand and even I, I know. There's got to be some room for mystery in our faith. And I don't mean in, in terms of saying, well, is Jesus Jesus? It, but in terms of, hey, if you're really God, I'm going to trust you even in the difficult moments. I'm going to trust you even in the moments that don't quite make sense. And in fact, at times really hurt and they're painful and they're not easy. And there's people around us and maybe we don't all realize this and maybe because we're dealing with our own pain or frustration or difficulty, but maybe there's some people right now that, that are just one call away or one address away, right? One house down uh, that need to hear from somebody. Hey, if you just, if you just hear, I, it would make uh, such a difference. If you, if you were here, this would be different. And Jesus looks at her in verse 23 and says, Your brother will rise again. 
your brother will rise again. And verse 24, Martha says, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Now what she's talking about, and this is, this is part of the death and resurrection pattern that we're kind of discussing at the moment, is that, 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 that Jesus talks about, and Paul really unpacks in 1 Corinthians, places like 1 Corinthians 15 and other places, this idea that it, someday Jesus is going to come back for his bride. And those alive and those dead were going to come back and they were going to rise again and become new people and, and live in new life and live in a new kingdom. And, and so it's a big idea. And the Sadducees would have said, no, 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 that's, that's, not, that's not happening yet. This had become a predominant thought that resurrection was going to happen. And so for Martha, she's going, well, I appreciate the sentiment. I appreciate the thought. Yeah, yeah, he's going to come back another day. That, that's going to be solved another time. And yet, that's not really what Jesus is getting at. But she doesn't know that. She doesn't understand that fully. That's kind of where we are right now, possibly, right? We, we're not really sure what God is up to. We're not really sure how he's going to fix this, redeem this, make this more than what we can see it to be. Uh, we don't really know. But, but what we can trust in is that, hey, if he's in it, he's going to turn this for good, even when the enemy intended it for evil. Now, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. I don't know, maybe you've had moments where people try to comfort you with some, like, saying, or, and they're doing their best. They're being genuine, right? They're doing everything they can to comfort you, and hey, it's all going to be good, and everything's good, but you're going, yeah, yeah, fine, whatever, but like right now, it's not. Um, again, this, this scenario that we're in, this, this situation that we're in, this place that we're at, for many of us, those things maybe don't always work anymore. We, they just don't pick us up. And that's, that's where we have to begin to read into this next verse. It's why this death and resurrection thing matters so much. Verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. Do you believe this? Now, I'm going to read that again, okay? I'm going to read that again, and I want you to, I'm just going to read it a little bit slower. I'm going to give you time to process it, time to think about it. Don't ever read Scripture too fast that it moves right past your brain and through your heart, and, and it's beyond you. Like, let that thing sit for a minute. Verse 25, Jesus speaking to Martha. I am, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. And then how do you like this, this question here? Do you believe this? Okay, so Jesus just kind of drops a big one here, right? He like, he, this is the big idea. This is, wow, okay, this is much bigger than just, okay, resurrection, like, what are you trying to say? He, here's what I would tell you. He's not talking about someday I'll be the resurrection. He's not even saying, hey, here's a set of beliefs that are the resurrection. He, he's not telling you if you do this, do that, do this, do that, that somehow you'll obtain the resurrection. And he's not even saying that someday you will rise with all those who believe in me. And that, that, that is true. We believe that. What he's saying is right now, like right now, in this moment, I am the resurrection and the life. Martha's just watched her brother die. To her, in some ways, unnecessarily, Jesus could have done something. And yet, 
Martha says, yeah, but if, but if you ask, I believe God will do anything for you. Jesus responds not with, um, okay, well, let's say this, or let's say that, or let's do this, or let's prep this, or let's get this ready, or let's work out this plan. Or he, he comes to her personally and says, I'm not going to point you to some plan, or idea. I'm going to point you to this. I am the resurrection and the life. This is what separates Jesus from all other faith leaders, all other religious leaders or deities or of any kind, is that Jesus, and this is kind of one of several I am type statements that Jesus makes, Jesus never kind of gets himself off the hook and says, well, if you do that, you're good. No, no, no. He says, I am. Your belief in me, your leaning in to me, who you are in me, I am right now, like right in front of you, I am the resurrection and the life. I am. I love that. I'm not looking at a plan. I'm not looking at some kind of thing I've got to figure out. I'm, I'm looking at a person. I'm looking at Jesus and saying, he is the resurrection and the life. If I trust in him, if I lean into him, if I stay with him, if I walk with him, then, then I I'm going to live. And again, the life that Jesus is speaking of is, is never ever just temporary. It, it, it is never just, it, it's never, it has an end moment. Jesus, when he speaks of overflowing life, is a life that is, you'll never, you'll never run out. You will always have more than enough life. And he doesn't put any uh, prerequisites on it. He doesn't put any qualifiers on it. He simply says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone Anyone who believes me, anyone who lives in me will not die. Is there, is there a better promise right now when, when death seems to be the thing that everyone is talking about? When difficulty and challenges is the thing that is leading the news, it's leading every tweet and every Facebook post and every Instagram story and everything that's going on, we're, we're seeing it. And for good reason, there's a lot of things that are happening that we don't understand and we don't get. And, and we were, we're looking at God going, if you had just been here, then it all would have been fine. And yet Jesus has always said and will always say and will repeat over and over and over and over again that even in the midst of what looks like death, I am resurrection. I am resurrection. I'm the resurrection and the life. So even when you die, you live. Even when things look like they're over, you live. That's why Paul speaks to this idea that, hey, you've died already. You're, you, you've already died to what d qualifies life. You live in Christ now. Your life is hidden with him and you are alive in him. Let's not put that life in anybody else's hands. Let's hide that life in Jesus so that no matter what comes looking, we can stand in the life that is Christ Jesus. I don't, I don't know where you are right now. I just I want to encourage you in this, that if Jesus was sitting with you instead of Martha, he would say the exact same thing to you. He would say to you, I am the resurrection. I am the life. And no matter who dies, no matter if you die or not, no matter what, you will live. That's the kind of life that allows you to live life. Like even right now, it allows you to live life because no matter what looks like death happened, no matter any of those things, you live. And then he tacks on this question, right? He says to Martha, he says, do you believe this? Do you believe it? And maybe that's 
the thing that you and I are processing right now, right? Maybe right now that's the thing that we are wrestling with. And we, maybe we haven't wrestled with that in a very long time. Maybe a scenario, a situation like this has brought that to the forefront. That, that there, what do I really believe in? And what, by that I mean, what do I base my life upon? What do I give my life to? What, what am I setting my life on? What, what do I really, truly believe? One, one of the great theologians of all time says, I, I wake up every day, I've based everything. I am banking everything on the fact that Jesus rose from the grave. And remember the cross and his resurrection, those things are a definitive victory over death and a, 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 a decisive, sorry, a decisive victory over death and a definitive revelation of his love. The cross and the, and the resurrection is God saying to us, I love you. There is no greater revelation of my love towards you than what you're seeing here. And I have defeated the one thing that all of us have to answer to, and that's death. I've defeated it. It's done. It's finished. And so now Jesus, standing in front of Martha, he goes on to heal, bring Lazarus back to life. But Lazarus dies again. He's not... He's not forever making Lazarus alive. He, he's saying to him that, that I'm just showing you, I'm giving you a picture of what it is to do life in me, that when you believe in me, no matter what comes, no matter what deaths are died, no matter what things happen around us or in us, or, or that no matter what, I'm the resurrection. And I'm alive, so you're alive. I'm close. I'm present. And yeah, yeah, I know, he'll rise someday. No, 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 listen, hear me, hear me. I'm the resurrection now, right now. I can stand up in the midst of what looks like death all around and stand in resurrection life because Jesus defeated the grave and brought resurrection life to you and I. He took it out of the hands of the earth and said, I'm putting heaven in your hearts and when I get heaven in my heart and mind, when I begin to understand that resurrection life is mine forever and forevermore, then I begin to live life in this moment, in this present place, in this difficult circumstance, in this difficult situation, I live that very, very differently. Because death isn't what determines for me who I am. His resurrection does. The fact that he defeated death and rose again so that I might live in his love and walk in his victory no matter the circumstance or situation. The question is, do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus loves you? That Jesus died for you? That Jesus rose again for you? Do you believe that he is the resurrection? He is close, present, not future, not way off, but he is now in this moment alive, which means you are alive no matter what that I am in Christ Jesus, and no matter who dies, they live. You can live right now. You can. You can live. Even in the midst of everything that's going on, you can live because your life is not predicated upon what happens around you, but what has already transpired within you, and it is eternal and forever. I want to pray with you. Maybe the last several weeks have been difficult to believe, Jesus' question to Martha, do you believe me? And, and, and that's what he's saying, do you trust me? That, that, ultimately, that question is not a question of, I'm grading you right now, and you're going to be in trouble if you answer this wrong. What he's really trying to get at is, 
do you trust me? If you trust me, even in the midst of all of this, if you trust me, you'll live. You're going to live differently if you trust me. If you trust that I rose, that I'm alive, that I'm here, that I'm for you, you you'll live differently. You'll walk differently. You'll talk differently. You'll look at things differently. Do you believe this? Do you trust that I am resurrection, that I, I can bring life even in the midst of death? And maybe that's a question for you and I. What do we believe? Do we believe Jesus died and rose? Because everything else we've put our belief in and everything else we've put our trust in right now doesn't seem to be holding up very well. So can I believe in Jesus? And I believe this, that if, if you'll lean into that, if you'll, you'll, you'll begin to, God, I believe you, I trust you. You watch as your heart and your mind and your life begin to expand as the rest of the world seems to contract. You'll begin to get breath in your lungs. You'll begin to stand up differently. And that doesn't mean everything gets simple and easy and that nothing is going wrong and that all the things are fine. And it simply means that regardless, I'm going to stand in trust. I'm going to stand in belief. I'm going to lean into Jesus. He loves you so deeply and wants you to know in this moment when it looks like he should have shown up sooner that he still loves you and that he has resurrection for you. And he wants to remind you that no matter what looks good or looks bad, he is here, close and near, and ready to breathe life into whatever you are dealing with. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for every person here watching, being part of this today. And I pray that as we, as we really walk through this thing together, as we walk through this scenario and situation in our, our country, in our world, and, and in our own community, Together, Lord, I pray that we would know you are resurrection. Um, you are alive in us, and we are alive in you. And I pray that right now, as we, as we just kind of navigate so many different scenarios, I pray that we would believe you. And there might be some who are watching today who've never heard this, or maybe some who are watching today, or it's been a while, and, and this whole what I believe in is being challenged, and, and man, it's difficult. God, I pray right now, even in their own hearts, they would begin to just simply lay down their life in front of you so that you might help them pick up new life in Christ. That Jesus, we trust you with our life. We trust you with who we are, even unto death, because we know that those who trust Jesus, even though they die, will live. So God, I pray that we would submit our life to you. We just surrender all of our concerns, worries, all of our successes and failures, all of our frustrations and difficulties, everything, and we would simply lay them in front of you that we might pick up new life in Christ. And God, we pray over our city, we pray over our community, we pray over our neighbors and our families, we pray over all of those um, who call Fort Worth home, who call Texas home, uh, we pray over all of those in our country and around the world who right now are really just head on into a situation that none of us expected and none of us uh, were prepared for. God, I pray that you would be with them. I pray that you're with those who are making big decisions. God, I pray that you are with those who are, who are having to help those who are sick. God, I pray that you are with all of those who are struggling financially for provision. I pray that in all those scenarios, your hand would be shown mighty, that your hand is not too short to save. And so God, we pray that. We pray that you would uh, show yourself mighty in every scenario and situation. And God, I pray that the bride of Christ, the church, would rise up in this moment and be the church like never before. And that people would see Jesus like never before because the church is operating like never before in our streets and the hearts 
and in the, the places we go and the people we meet. God, I pray that now, right now, we would see your hand turn something, turn it in a new way, and that we would begin to see you in a new way. We'd begin to see your church in a new way, and we'd begin to establish our belief and trust in you. God, I thank you for this moment, and that for this moment we can lean in, and that for every moment after this we can put our eyes upon you, the author and perfecter of our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, if you, just, if you just prayed that prayer maybe for the first time or maybe the first time in a long time or whatever, maybe you're just in a place where you're really struggling with belief, would you just, would you just click, uh, uh, I, I want to pray with somebody, would you just click on that? We've got somebody who will be praying and ready to pray with you. And so just jump on that right now and, and uh, just fill that in and, and, and just begin to chat there. We're going to leave the chat room open. And uh, those of you guys who are here, we love you. We're so thankful for you. We're doing everything we can to stay connected. So please engage on our social media, uh, engage through our, our email, our website, stay connected, make phone calls, FaceTime people, even people you don't think you need to FaceTime because there's most likely, there's probably just never a time where you shouldn't just be calling everyone on uh, your contact list. Let's just do our best to love people, encourage one another, and let's come out of the other side of this knowing how to love people better, paying attention to people more, and helping people see Jesus like never before. Hey, you, me, us, we're in this together. Love you, church.